Speaking of getting booked, this podcast is about one thing, getting booked to speak more. Whether you are an established speaker or a newbie, we want to see your career take off. Hundreds of speakers are hired every single day, and you are next. Let's jump in with your host, Matt Browning. Hey, welcome back to Speaking of Getting Booked. This is, of course, the show for speakers, whether you're a seasoned vet or whether you're a newbie speaker, keynote platform, or just trying to figure it out. If you're an author, coach, consultant, and you're wanting to speak and grow your business, that's what we're doing here. And every single week, I bring on someone who knows what they're doing in the speaking business. Um, we're always bringing on people that are you know, chapter presidents, association chairs, for different organizations that run platforms that speakers like me and you want to get on and, and, and do more speaking with, uh, as well as uh, uh, meeting planners. And I also bring on keynote speakers. This week, I have a really special guest, someone who is just so, uh, has become so near and dear to me. She's like a second mother, uh, although she's only 29 and a half, I think she said. This is Carol, <laughs> <laughs> Carol Soloway. Um, she is the author of the new book, Gracie's Gone. Uh, excited because this is not a personal development book. It's one of the first books we've, we've plugged in the podcast that is not personal development. It is a really cool novel. And, and yours truly, Matt Browning, I am featured in the novel. I get to play a police officer. I can't wait to hear how that came about. Um, Carol has received the Woman of Achievement Award, very prestigious. You've seen her on Good Morning Arizona as well as Fox TV, and she's been a professional consultant on the Judge Judy show, uh, live on TV there. She speaks all over for places like eWomen Network, for AT&T, and she's the president of the Orange County Chapter for the International Association of Women meeting every single month and putting on speakers like us. Um, she's had clients like Marie Osmond, Lisa Nichols from The Secret, uh, the whole cast of Jesus Christ Superstar, The Sound of Music, um, and, and many others all through the Orange County Performing Arts Center. Lives in Southern California with her husband, who as she says, is nothing like any of the men in her books. Uh, Dr. Carol, welcome to the show, how are you? I am excellent. I'm so excited. Officer Browning. <laughs> Officer Braun. I, I saw the, uh, what did you put afterwards? I saw the second picture that said with the piercing blue eyes or something. <laughs> I, I laughed out loud. I couldn't believe it. Yep. Honored, honored to show up in that book. So let, let's talk, let's talk speaking a little bit. Let's, um, I'd love to pick your brain. You are very accomplished, obviously, in, in all things. We, we ran up and did a, a, show together up in uh, Los Angeles a few months back. And on the, on the way up and on the way back, we talked about trading, you know, kind of secrets and things about getting booked on TV, on stages. Uh, so first thing I want to ask you is you decided as you're launching this new book, Gracie's Gone, phenomenal novel, you guys should get it. I think it, the ebook is still only one ninety nine on Amazon. Uh, you already hit number one bestseller, but uh, the, the launch price I think is still up. So check it out. You can also get paperback, of course. When you decided to launch the book, you wanted to do a tour. Tell me a little bit about your concept for the RV trip with, with your husband and how you're doing that. Very different than what I did for my book tour uh, in <laughs> August. So what are you looking at for a book tour and why are you choosing to do it the way you're doing it? We're choosing it the way our, our model is Colonel Sanders, 
who went in his car and went from restaurant to restaurant. So that was our model. If Colonel Sanders could sell chicken, fried chicken, maybe we could sell a book. But then it it sort of took on a life of its own. own. This is my second RV tour because I did one with the first book that I uh, published, Sex Happens. So what much what more I, provocative title. Yeah, it's a better title. But actually, well, this one, Gracie's gone. If you saw, I mean, the cover, this cover is is really gripping. Um, because the little six-year-old girl who who is abducted uh is on the cover. But it what we decided to do was go across the country and I I got speaking engagements, and that's what I'm gonna tell your listeners how I did it. And I got speaking engagements and kind of it snowballed and, and we're just going all the way across the country in an RV. How long are you away from home for this? Last time was seven months, but this time. Holy moly. Well, I come back one week a month to keep my traditional qualified medical examiner business going. But this time we're only going for four months four months so you're doing a road trip for four months in an rv and did it work like did you were you able to book uh certain speaking certain media appearances and then you started kind of made a, a route around what you already had booked and then try to fill in gaps with other opportunities T- tell me a little bit about what's inside your mind of how you would plan a four month because i think a lot of us we love that idea you know and if you have a reason and you're already on the road you want to fill it in with more engagements did you set up a route based on what you had and then you tried to fill in gaps with other opportunities? If so, how did you find them and how did you start filling in those gaps? Or did you have a different strategy? A definitely a different strategy because an RV is kind of too large to do um, spontaneous appearances. <laughs> <laughs> a little too big. It takes a lot of planning. So what we did was we said we sat down and did our route. After that, I picked an organization, I picked eWomen, and sent out letters to chapter presidents, they're called managing directors, asking if I could speak in their city at this particular time. I did not, I was not free. And and that's what I'm also going to tell people. You've got to, you know, if you don't hit everyone, that's okay, but you've got to make a roadmap and stick to it. So you started with the roadmap first. So let's just say you said, okay, um, I'm going to be going through Arizona. So would you then, and I I realize maybe specifically with eWomen, but there's other, there's Rotary Clubs, there's NSA, and there's all these different organizations, right? Well, there's IAW, which I'm a president of the Orange County. So I I also incorporate We're going to talk about that. Yeah. So if you know you want to go through Phoenix, let's say, would you hit up and and go, okay, I'm going to say, during these three days or during this week, we're going to be in Arizona. And then you'd hit up any of the organizations that are like Phoenix, Tucson, Scottsdale, Yuma, whatever. Or was it more specific? Tell me a little more detail kind of how you... Because for me, I feel like it would be really tough if I planned a route and said, hey, I'm going to be in Arizona this week or whatever it is. Many of them are going to come, oh, sorry, you know, we're booked this month or our meeting isn't until the last Thursday. How did you handle that? And what was your approach for the timing of things. That that's really critical. What I did was we as I said mapped out where we're going tentatively. Then I started going on this the organization site 
and seeing when their meetings were. Is there a meeting the third Thursday? Is it the second Thursday? And if we happen to be in their city around that time, I sent them a letter. Now, a letter includes a speaker one sheet, which we can get into in a minute, but the speaking, you know, the speaking just was coincidental. What happened was one managing director read my book and called me and asked if I would speak. You need one little intro, one little success in a chapter. You need an intro, don't you? And it's like, how many of them know each other? Have you noticed that? That's what happened. They they do, as I do as a president, they do contact each other. And there's a, um, how can I say this, a rating that they share with each other. It's that's what happens in every you know organization that I've seen so far. So is this like an internal rating where they say, hey, you know, we had Carol come out and speak and I give her a five star or whatever the rating is, but like she's amazing or yeah, that person came, they were okay. Or because if you're terrible, then like, okay, listen, you're would you potentially get blackballed too? Yes. And not technically blackballed, but but for all intents and purposes, right? Because people have now spread the word that, hey, this speaker, they showed up late or they canceled on me or whatever it was. You know, they were prima donna. Um, we'll do other shows where we're talking about all the, the terrible things to not do <laughs> as a speaker. But you obviously had a great time. So you went out to one of them and spoke? Well, I, the lady called me up and she said, uh, she's in Hartford. I said, <laughs> any other place in the U.S.? I would have said no, but Hartford, my son lives there. How coincidental is that? (laughs) And so I spoke there and her feedback went to the other, you know, when I started writing letters, the other ladies were saying, who is this person? Do you, does anybody know her? And that was how I got booked so quickly because I had one, you know, all you need is one success. So when you finished Hartford, talk to us a little bit about, when, when you spoke at Hartford, how active were you in trying to recruit? Did you, did you then obviously connect with the managing director and say, listen, I'd love to speak to other chapters. Can you introduce me? Or was it sort of already viral in a way because you were so good and you're such a personal, amazing Oh, you're person. so sweet. <laughs> no, I mean, anyone, if you spend more than 10 seconds around Carol, you're going to know two things about the world. You're going to know that you're the most important person in the universe. <laughs> And, and you're going to know that life can only go up from here. And that's what I felt. And I was blessed with a, a pretty long car ride to and from that uh, you blessed me with. Oh, and I, LA I, blesses everybody with those. Oh, it, <laughs> it, it, and I looked at it as, I mean, this is really great because, you know, we get to spend that much time together. But, but the reality is there is a piece of it where it's your personality. Now that we're done uh, patting each other on the back. But, <laughs> but it's like your personality, you're very likable. And how important was it, I think, what would you rate importance? Your content that you spoke about, B, how you were, who you were when you were there with the people, and C, the book itself and having a reason, you know, for doing something. What was the most important thing that got you booked more? Yeah, the most important, well, the, the start of it was the book that she had read, the, the first book. But I would say, I think I read a quote from Maya Angelou, and she said that it's not what you do for people, what you, you know, what you give them. It is how you make them feel. That's right. 
what you not what you give them, what you tell them, what you do or what you tell them. It's how they feel. So I think at the end of my talk and at the end of any speaker talk, it's how the how the audience feels about themselves, actually, and how they've been inspired. And how did you make them feel? What do you think is the emotion you might leave people when you do a speaking engagement regarding your book? Is there something you aim for as a speaker? Yes, absolutely. My my talk is one key to victory. In other words, you know, you go to a seminar and you have five keys, and what was the second? What was one thing? One thing. One key to victory. Just one key. And so, you want to know what it is? You know, I kind of do. You do? Okay. It is. Well, if there's only one, we got time. <laughs> it is unshakable drive. And wow. That's all you need. And, you know, to, to be willing to go, Churchill said this, from failure to failure with equal enthusiasm. And I leave them with the belief that they can do anything. And if they just have this drive, this belief in themselves, and that is, and I, you know, do talk a little bit about my life, but it's mostly what we all need to do to be successful. Man, I love that. So, <laughs> so that's something I think we can take away too, is when you say like everything I just got from you, if I'm booking what does a promoter think about you? You know, what do they remember you as? Well, yeah, you're the novelist and you wrote Gracie's Gone, phenomenal uh, fiction book to read. You know, that's cool. But they're going to leave remembering oh, she was about unshakable drive. It's really easy to remember that. You know, one of my favorite uh, interviews, uh, aside from you, of course. Of course, of course. <laughs> and I think we have him, uh, he'll be somewhere pretty close to you, actually, in, uh, in the launch of the show. Ruben Gonzalez, a four-time Olympian, and he's a big motivational speaker. He's spoken for 100 of the Fortune 500 companies. And, you know, he says, look, it's, it's, a, it's Olympic motivation. That's all it is. And, you know, and that gets him booked all over the place. So you have one key one idea and i can remember who you are unshakable drive man i want and, and it, i want to book you now <laughs> you, i think <laughs> I mean, it, that's is. Cool. <laughs> it has to do with you know i mean when everything in my life was gone even my children as we we've talked about that i did lose custody even that you know you can crumple to the floor oh i know what i say you can be a victim of your history or the victor of your new story. Come on. That'll preach. <laughs> You're going to take it. <laughs> that'll preach. The victim of your story or the, vic no, or the, the victim, victim of, of your, your history. Of your history. Mm. Or the victor of your new story. Wow. There are so, lines like this in my book. <laughs> uh, I'll bet there are. So, <laughs> in fact, I do want to pull up one of those pages. I think I might still have that here somewhere. Do you? You don't have it handy, do you? Of course I do. What novelist yeah. does not have her book handy? Because <laughs> I want. Uh, where is it? I want to have. Oh, it's somewhere in my email here. I want. I want to hear the the officer Browning part, just because I'm I'm that guy. <laughs> That, I mean, who doesn't want to hear about themselves? And that is me. 
So well, as you're, as you're, I met you in April when I, when I was finishing the book and did not have names. Oh, okay. that's funny. So you were like, okay, when you were writing the book, you, you outlined, you did the story, then you, okay, well, there's going to be an officer for this and a person for that, but you didn't have all, because there's a lot of names that go into books. I, I always think about that. Where did they come up with these names? Right. And, and I just, I did, you know, people who, people who impressed me. <laughs> wow. And we, and we made, and we made the cut, huh? Made the cut. <laughs> so did um, Pat Wally and Craig Doeswald. He's a, he's oh, a I love Pat. I love Craig. Yeah, they're police officers. That is so good. All right, so you sent me this one, which was, and then Officer Browning said that was pretty funny. And then, but it was the second page that I just, I died laughing. I thought that was so much, so funny. Let me see if I can find that. I know we're all live right now. Oh, you know what? The image isn't showing. Dang it. Oh. Uh, tell me what you, what you want. The, the, the other one, when you talked about like the piercing blue eyes or something like oh, that, sure. I thought that was just Officer hilarious. Browning, a handsome Browning, a handsome man with piercing blue eyes came up to the front and escorted Alex, who's the main character, back to a small office with <laughs> two chairs. So good. So I, good. I love this. Right. Alex surveyed the soil covered chair. She decided on the faded blue chair for, uh, for absolutely no reason. She sat down and looked at the officer. When you, when you write a story like this, it, where does the inspiration come from? I know you're obviously you're a certified medical examiner. So there's qualified, would I be right? Qual, sorry, qualified medical examiner. So being, you know, being an Emmy, would, would I assume correctly that, you know, you've seen some stuff that, you know, a lot of people don't see and isn't always great. And you just go, well, you know what, you kind of, you come up with a story based on that. Oh, no, 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 no. I work nothing whatsoever. Nothing whatsoever. I don't examine dead people, you know, corpses. Um, What I do is I'm just just I shouldn't say that I'm the one who is who the insurance company and attorney agree on me to examine the patient. Oh, and this is probably what and and this is what what landed you into with with, uh, examining for the Judge Judy when you were on Judge Judy as a consultant. Uh, I had spoken to chiropractors on how to rate patients. Very, very, very boring speech. And someone so much heard fun. me and knew that Judge Judy was looking for an expert and asked if I wanted to do it. And I said, sure, why not? <laughs> that is so awesome. Tell everybody, whenever wow. you're asked to speak or do anything, do it. You know, that, that's something I think this would actually be a good, a good quick topic. Um, what's your take on, on setting up your life the way you want it with boundaries compared to hustle, grind, say yes to everything? And here's what I mean is I feel like early on, we certainly, right, in business and in, in speaking, we say yes to everything. And there does come a time when you begin to learn to say yes and no. What's your journey been like on that? Do you say yes to everything? Do you say no to things? And if so, why? Well, that's that's critical for setting up a speaking tour. You have to decide where you're going, as I've said so many times, but even if you're, you're doing it, you know, go on the plane, go back home, which I did not want to do. You have to make a decision that this is where I'm going. And if it works, great. If it doesn't, like I was scheduled to speak in Hartford, actually, on this RV trip. 
And then the founder of the company decided she was going to speak that time. So I said, okay, I'll come in October or something. You know, you can't do everything and it's, you have to pick and choose what is going to work best for you. And of course your audience. Hello? Hello? Oh no, I just hit a button. Sorry about oh, that. Oh, okay. Oh, Hang thank goodness it was you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no problem. All right, Justin, 21 minutes, cut this out. <laughs> so I remember early in my speaking career, it was like 2006, I really started, started. Um, I mean, do I, if someone said, do you want to speak to a bowl of hamsters? I'm like, look, I'm in or whatever I need to do. Do you, do you need me to, to drive to New York? I'm fine. It would be so great. And now I find myself almost having to, I mean, really having to balance that, you know, how long do I want to be away from home? How long do I want to be gone? Uh, do you have any boundaries in general that you set up or rules that you set up with your family, with your husband? Like, hey, I'm going to be home a certain amount of time. Or if this kind of opportunity I say yes to, but a certain size I might say no to, or some people maybe initially they speak for free and then they move only into keynotes or they, you know, whatever it is, right? Like, do you have anything like that that is, is a guiding force for you? Well, this, this time, my, my goal, my key is to raise funds for this organization, um, Child Rescue. So yeah, tell me I, about that, because you're donating oh, author proceeds to Child Rescue. 25%, right. And awesome. we have an agent who's representing the book to movie on this one. So I'm hoping we're going to get so much money for child rescue from this movie. I'm so excited. Well, well it sounds like, the, I mean, the perfect novel to turn into a movie it, at any yeah. rate. So tell me a little bit about child rescue and why you love them so much. Okay. Child rescue. My son told me he was on the board of child rescue, which is an organization that goes in and rescues the trafficked children and then rehabilitates them. They have, they have trained law enforcement officials, and it's just an amazing organization where they're going in. I mean, I've spoken, you can't imagine how many police officers I spoke to before writing this book. I can't imagine. I, I know. And one think? of them was Officer Browning. Come on. <laughs> how many do you think? Give me a, a ballpark. Oh, I've I've probably put in about twenty hours speaking to police officers. Just police officers, to only police officers manner. about this. Yeah. And what? So what? What I'm what I'm saying? What's so important is that you know? Is it? I mean, my speaking career. Let me tell you, got started on a lark with this. With this, I went in to. Um, I went into Working Wardrobes, which is a wonderful organization, and said to the woman, look, if we can use your facility, I'll, I'll have a meeting here and you'll get maybe $800 or something like that. So she said, great. And we started talking and she said, but I want you to be my keynote speaker. I said, what? I was not a speaker then. So I spoke, we raised $1,000 for working wardrobes. And I decided, you know, this is an, by my selling my books, this is a great way to raise money for a worthy cause. I love that. So you're able to do that. And you know, what's neat is 
there's something special about books, uh, authors and books in particular that um, that you've chosen to to do that with. You know, my book, Firebox Principle. Uh, everyone, well, I don't know if everyone in this audience knows that yet because it's a, a fairly new podcast. But I decided to connect with the Burn Institute of San Diego to help send burn survivor kids to burn camp. Because when I was nine, I went to burn camp. It's called Beyond the Scars, and it's a place where burn survivor kids with scars can just be kids again because everyone's there playing. That's really cool. It takes $1,000 to send a kid to camp, and we're donating author proceeds uh, to the Burn Institute. And so far in 2018, through the book and our seminars, we sent 11 kids to burn camp. Wow. It's, it's like, it's just, there's no better feeling, you know, than. And it's like, man, this really isn't about me. It's like, yeah, there's going to be benefit. And sure, I'm doing this for business and for more opportunities and this and that. But it's like, if we don't have that deep, compelling purpose of, listen, there's a massive impact beyond just the sphere of who I'm in front of right now. Like that gets me up in the morning to say, man, I'm willing to go fly to wherever, you know, to Roanoke, Virginia to go on NBC so I can you know, plug the book and because that's going to generate, you know, maybe get a kid to camp. And it's like, that really helps me get through the airport. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and and night, you know? They have estimated that it takes um, $1,800 to go in and rescue one child and save wow. just one child. So that's my, my mark. My, my goal is how many children. Ah, uh, that's, that, that's awesome. We need more people like you for sure, Carol. Well, it's um, my son who is on the board that got me, you know, to see this potential. Hey, you you made him, so let's take credit. Oh, okay, I did. <laughs> <laughs> so let, let's let's pivot a little bit and switch gears. Sure. I want to talk about uh, you as the International Association of Women, the IAW chapter president. Um, if you're not familiar with IAW, um, tell us a little bit about what International Association of Women is, and then, I don't know, maybe roughly how many chapters are there nationwide? Uh, and we'll go from there. Sure. Uh, it was is Star Jones is the figurehead. And within 10 years, she took it from zero to a million women. It's international. One yeah. million women are part One of million. IAW. Oh, my gosh. I know. It's amazing. I didn't our realize chapter, it was that large. Yeah. Our chapter alone has 2000. And what 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 we do is it's a networking group. And as president, my goal is to make sure, like I told people at the meeting on Monday, we are not looking for you to join this group. We are looking to form a community. And I believe networking is so important and so important for our business, for our our self. As a matter of fact, that's what I used the women's group, a women's group uh, in my book and their first Friday book club and how the importance of connection cannot be overlooked. And who's the group for? Is is it for entrepreneurial women or is it for like, what what are the, or just any woman in general who, who is part of this? Uh, And then tell me about kind of the chapter setup. Sure. It is not only for entrepreneurial women at all. Other organizations, you know, like eWomen are mostly for entrepreneurs. This um, companies, companies buy memberships for their, for their employees. We do have a lot of entrepreneurs. Our meetings are so dynamic and wonderful. And what we do at, at least at my meeting is I make sure that 
the I make sure that there are ra- two rounds of networking, so the people can can go to to a smaller group. And oh, and by the way, I don't allow more than fifty people. We purposely have a small room, and we we cut off the registration. So you cap it at fifty people. We I cap love it because we want it. We want to be able to you know see faces. Otherwise, it just gets you know it it gets too diluted. Sure, and that can be fairly normal for a chapter uh, somewhere in that range. Some chapters are very very small, but fifty is a really great number where you get to see the people. And as a speaker. When we go into a chapter that size, I mean, that's a that's a great size room uh, to connect with, network with, to build leads, whatever you're doing. I think that's a great thing. How long does your meeting go? Our meeting is exactly two hours because we are at the most amazing center club. And they, I mean, our fee is ridiculous. And they give us the room at the center club, which is usually a $4,000 room for free. Because our my vice president is a member, and she has negotiated this fabulous venue for us. That's I mean, great. we do have to pay for the food. You know, each person. Has and is to it pay. A, is it a lunch or is it a dinner? It is appetizers, and each person has to pay twenty five dollars for. Oh, I love that! What a cool concept. So, hey, if you're listening and you actually are, because I know a lot of people that I'm having on this show too. They're you know obviously they're listeners, loyal listeners. Uh, if you're a promoter or you run a chapter, that's a great idea because instead of being like a lunch and learn or luncheon or that sort of thing or over a dinner, you still you get to eat something. It's pretty normal to have a fee and you have food and everything. But I love appetizers. So you get to network. You said you do two rounds of networking and then you usually have some kind of a, a keynote, right? And then we have and then we have a keynote. We do have a raffle for for a charity each year. Each year we've given over a thousand dollars. Well, last year we only we only hit eight hundred, but we usually strive to give a thousand dollars to our charity. That's great. In addition to you know whatever else is going on, so we have that as a you know as our mission, so to speak. And, and as, as we wind down here just a little bit, I want to kind of leave with. Uh, the the advice. So if you're a speaker listening, this is like kick in. This is the last few minutes. This is really important. If you want to connect with an IAW uh, chapter, so so check it out. You know, International Association of Women. There's chapters all over. International, like Carol said, a million members. Um, what is how how long does a keynote speaker go? And what would you like I, I know for you personally, you don't need to share all your details, but in general, like what does what does a chapter look for in a speaker? Um, what can we bring to the table? So do they want help in promoting? Do they want someone that's more prominent name? Are they looking for someone who's charismatic and just powerful? Like what's the top qualities you're looking for? And what would make you uh, book a speaker? Well, we're supposed to go through Speaker Hub which is a free site and I I suggest speakers check that out and fill out <clears throat> fill out the forms. I I was That's overwhelmed. Speaker hub. I was overwhelmed it. by the forms. They want to know the date you graduated from college, the date you got your masters, the Oh, that's easy. I got none of those. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> it was hard for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, not all of us are <laughs> as educated and brilliant, but so you're supposed to go through Speaker Hub, but what realistically, like, I don't know, can you show a secret? What do you tend sure. to do or what do some of the colleagues tend to really do? 
I think that that the real the real important aspect is to go to a meeting if it's in your area and connect with the president or the vice president of that chapter. I think that's really a key if that's doable. You know, if you're in near an area, you go go to a chapter before um, requesting to be a speaker. If that's possible, if not, send that's a out great a idea. fabulous one sheet. Have a fabulous, you know. So what what makes a fabulous one sheet? If I sent you a fabulous one sheet, is it visually appealing? Does it have hot, sexy titles for things? Does it like what makes you go, oh, I okay, I'll take a look at this. What do you think it is? I think it's <clears throat> the takeaways. I have to Take say away. that would be that would be my personal prejudice. What are you striving for the people to take away from listening to you? Almost more yeah. so than, you know, I talk about uh, I'll make you into the greatest um, fashion designer possible or whatever. I think it's it's the the takeaways. What are people going to leave feeling? Mm, yeah, we, we talk a lot lately and speaking in the speaking world about tangible results and, you know, where it's not good enough today's day and age to put on a, a multi-day seminar and say, it's amazing. You're going to experience all this right. great stuff. It's like, no, you're going to come here and you're going to walk away with blank. You're going to have this takeaway. And it, it's like yeah, the more tangible, the more real, the better. So, so make, make sure you have a one sheet, make sure you have uh, great takeaways, submit that, attend if you can, certainly. And what kinds of speakers is, would IAW be looking for? Is it all genres? Is it business? Is it motivational? Um, what kinds of things uh, make you pop? Well, you know, I, I just want to say, like, when I say the the tangible, the feeling, like, you know, I wrote this book about a child who's abducted. But what I really wanted from the book was to have people look at their child with a new appreciation. You know, like the father says she was when she, he looked at her like she was sunlight and to him she was. So it's wow. It's what? <laughs> Thank you. That's- that's a great line. That's a line in the book, of course. Of course. But what I'm saying That's is beautiful. it's it's what people are going to, you know, wind up learning, knowing, doing. So is it for entrepreneurs only, business people? No, but I try to vary my calendar. You know, remember I told you that that um, that when I was doing my speaking calendar, in other words, the people who were speaking rather. I wanted a coach one month, a um, you know, a fashion designer another month. I mean, we want to give the people variety. So you do want some variety. I like that. That's good. All right. You so might have you the have... best topic, but it's last month we did that. Don't be discouraged. Take your unshakable drive and go from chapter to chapter. <laughs> Take your unshakable drive. All right. So listen, um, we're going to, as we're winding down right now, I know we've, we've gone a little bit over. Thank you for the time, Carol. You've Sorry. been so awesome. No, no. You've been so gracious with your time. I appreciate it. Um, guys, I, I hope, uh, again, if you're listening to this all the way through, um, this is meant, this, this show is really meant to be a resource for you. 
that if you, I mean, how many takeaways do we already have from Carol? It's like, if nothing else, if you don't have a one sheet yet, get one. If you have one, work on it and get those takeaways to be really clear. Um, if you're, if there's a chapter in your area, go to the chapter, get to know the person, meet them. Uh, there's so much in there. And certainly, um, I'm hoping, you know, that you should be checking out the international association of women. If you're a, a woman who would like to network and connect and you're in orange County, uh, there might be room. You got a RSVP early cause they do cut it off, but it is talk about a phenomenal place. Um, I've gone to events and spoken at the center club right by the performing arts center down there in Costa Mesa. I used to live in Costa Mesa. It is, it really is a beautiful club. It's a phenomenal uh, place. And I can't think of a better person to, to connect and network with than Dr. Carol Soloway. She's a genius. She's beautiful. She's amazing. And she's going to change your life. Um, before we wind down, Carol, uh, tell me again, where can we find Gracie's Gone? And what do you, I don't know, what do you want to say about it? What do you get out of the book? I, I love the frame. It's not about an abducted child. It's about looking at your own child with a brand new appreciation and really changing your heart even, or maybe changing your perception. What a cool way to present that. Um, anything you want to say about Gracie's Gone? You guys got to get it. It's just get it. If nothing else, cause, cause I'm in it. <laughs> right. You've got to read it for, for the amazing officer. What do I want to say? I want to say that I think I feel rather that once you once you you are aware of what's going on in the world outside of your home, you will have such an amazing appreciation for what do I say? The parents most fervent desire is to, you know, make sure your child is safe. Wouldn't you agree with that? One hundred percent. And, and, you know, when that's tenuous or taken away, uh, your, your whole life is, is really destroyed. So what it's looking at what we have with an appreciation and contributing to society so that these bad people don't continue doing and preying on, because you know, the trafficking is a new commodity. Well, and again, what, what a, a perfect and amazing charity to partner with um, to help end child trafficking and to rescue these children and coming off of, you know, a, a fiction book along those lines. It's, it's amazing. So guys, you can get Gracie's gone from Dr. Carol Soloway, uh, get it out on Amazon. I think it's like 1599 for paperback smoke and deal. And uh, it's still under ebook launch price, at least at the time we record this. So we'll have an Amazon link in the show notes. Go check it out. Grab the ebook for $1.99 if it's still there. If not, you know, still get it no matter what the price is. Amazing. And then check out, uh, we'll have a link there as well for the International Association of Women if you want to check that out. Uh, Carol, thank you for your time and, and your candor and your openness, sharing your secrets. We sure appreciate it. And I appreciate you. I can't wait to see you in the next month or so. Sounds great. All right. And follow, don't forget, follow uh, Dr. Carol Soloway on Facebook and Instagram. Shockingly, it'll be at Dr. Carol Soloway. Her website is carolsoloway.com. She is the chapter president for the International Association of Women for Orange County. She is a novelist and she is on the road for her book tour all across the nation with her husband in the RV. What a cool story. Hope you learned something. Uh, I'm sure you did. I hope more than learning, I hope you will apply what you heard from this interview. And let's get back at it next week. Let's get out there and start speaking up. People need to hear you.